Players Our House. Welcome to this episode 282. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey, hey, hey. What's up? <laughs> Dad, d- d- David did his own happy at all to, to be doing this. You know, we just, we just, we just finished. No, our, our, I'm not happy. Balls I'm not happy. And uh, a little tired. I'm not happy. Yeah. <laughs> not happy. Well, 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 who hurt you, Dave? No. Who hurt you? No, but, but yeah, no. I'm I, I, I'm not sure. I'm liking I'm liking the moves this this Galaxy team is making. They 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 got rid of my favorite player ever. <laughs> yeah, I know you're really you really hung up on hung up on that. I mean, wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. Hold on. I'm I'm refreshing my notes here. Oh, Kevin Cabral. Oh. You gotta go. Kevin Cabral's Finally. not on this team anymore. Finally. <laughs> Good God. Good God goodness. Kevin Cabral's gone. Oh my God. We have an open DP spot. Granted, <laughs> it has to be a young DP. Hopefully. Kevin Cabral. Does, does it have no to be? Team. Yes, yes, it does have to be. If if it's a young DP, then we can keep our U22 players as, as is and we don't have to do anything. Um, we could leave the spot vacant. And we can keep our U twenty two players. We don't have to do anything. If we fill that t- uh, uh, DP spot with a, a senior player, then we have to tam our young U twenty two guys. So Araujo, Alvarez, um, and Dion. Uh, yeah. Now, with that said, we could sell. Alvarez, because it sure did seem like that's where we're headed. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know about Julian Araujo now. I haven't really heard that much from him other than the fact that he's out there doing good work um, in, in uh, you know, working with the, the migrant community in Lampolk and, you know, doing really good community service uh, to, in that community. That's phenomenal. Uh, I think right now they're in Malaysia with A.G. De La Garza. Uh, doing like a Galaxy Herbalife tour or whatever, uh, and Dion Jovalik. I mean, that's that's a big question mark. I really think we need to keep him, uh, but who knows? Depending on on who's coming in, but yeah, yeah, um, big 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 news. Kevin yeah, big, Cabral, I mean, you know, the first move that uh, acting sporting director Greg Vanny makes is Kevin Cabral <laughs> no longer with this team. Shipped to Colorado. And and let me say, the initial reaction, <clears throat> the initial reaction that everybody had was, wait a minute, aren't Greg Vanny and Robin Fraser friends? Why would you do that to your friend? <laughs> and then I had the realization, oh, no, they're best friends. Because I don't <laughs> know anybody else that would take a bullet for their homie than a best friend. Damn. 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 You really have to. I mean, it's funny because you uh, you have to wonder how in the world that was pulled off. Because I think when we were talking about, you know, the Galaxy, one way or the other, have to ship off Kevin Cabral either via a loan, a buyout, or you know, uh, some sort of transfer to what we presumed to be, you know, in another league. Like it would have to be outside of MLS. Like no MLS team is going to take them, regardless of who it is, regardless if it's Colorado or Vancouver or San Jose. Like they're not going to take them. The guy is obviously not MLS caliber. You know, he'd probably be going to some, you know, Division Two, you know, Scandinavian league or something. Who knows? Um, 
So the fact that they were able to make this move within MLS is shocking in and of itself. And obviously, you know, yeah, uh, Robin Frazier, you know, either pulling off a Chris Klein here or something. Now, the the thing is, is that there is a catch to this, um, you know, compared to what the Galaxy paid for Kevin Cabral uh, with the transfer fee, with his contract. um. Not a good deal, right? The Galaxy will get a million dollars in GAM for Kevin Cabral from Colorado. And on top of that, the Galaxy still have to pay half of uh, Kevin Cabral's remaining salary. Um, He will be officially, uh, still be officially a DP with the Rapids. He is off our books. So they would say we are free to 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 get a DP, um, and I'm assuming it's going to be in a month because the Galaxy cannot make any sort of significant DP move uh, in the in the summer. So, you know, was it good business? The answer is yes. The fact that you got rid of Kevin Cabral yeah. he- is good enough, right there. I don't care even, what even it if took. you're paying, even if the Galaxy's paying. 80% of his salary, I think that Kevin, the, the fact that they can use the DP slot now yes. is is Invalid. worth yes. far more than whatever One. you're paying for Kevin Cabral. And not only are you getting offloading Kevin Cabral, who had to be on the on the team sheet every single week and had to be on the field um, and was taking up a valuable spot, you're also getting a million dollars back in GAM. Which is what Oddly the enough, which is exactly were... what the exact. So in one fell swoop, not only did we fix the Kevin Cabral problem, we also fixed the, the gap problem. problem. Yeah. So and, and again, and in one move, Greg Vanny has shown more competence than Chris Klein has in the you know decade that he was in uh, in office. Because uh, in one shot, like it was just kind of amazing that you know you you address the problem. And you got rid of the problem, and you can sit there. And it's funny because I I didn't really see that much on my on the timeline, but I know that there were people that were complaining. I don't know what in the world you guys are complaining about because there's just some people that just love to complain about everything. I don't know what the deal is here because if you're the ones that were screaming buy him out, then you'd have to pay literally what's remaining on his contract. Now you are only paying half of his contract. I don't understand where that's bad business. Number two, um, I don't know anyone outside of maybe like one or two people that wanted Kevin Cabral to stay <laughs> on the team. So you just made there were still people. Oh yeah, not, I mean, wow. not the, it, not his mom and dad, right? Oh, well, that was one of them. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then and then his son, his son's on Twitter. Um, but 99.9999999% of the Galaxy fan base wanted him gone. So uh, you did that. You fixed the 1 million camp problem. Um, I mean, I even said this. I, I At the end of the season, I said, look, Greg Vanny has to 100% defend his players from the media, from fans. And that's what he was doing. That's what I expect a coach to do, not to throw his players. You can criticize the player. And there's certain ways to do that, you know, in the media, depending on how much that person kind of deserves to be criticized within the the media. Otherwise, you kind of keep it indoors. 
Um, but he defended Kevin Cabral from all the criticism, right? He said if he wasn't a DP, you know, he wouldn't get this much, you know, um, viciousness. If he wasn't, you know, all the stuff. And I totally expect that from Greg Vance. But behind closed doors. Because he had to sell him to. Well, I mean, not just. Frazier. (laughs) But not just that. That's just, again, that's just what a coach does with his players. But deep down, he had to understand that if we're going to go to the next step, if we're going to go to the next level, if we're going to be competing for MLS Cup, Kevin Cabral it cannot be part of this team. He has to know and understand and see what the entire fan base and everybody else has seen in the last two years. That the kid wasn't it. Right? He wasn't. He didn't pan out the way they thought he would. You know, the, all the potential that he had didn't pan out. His confidence was basically non-existent. And, you know, sure, he created chances. Sure, he made some good runs. But if at the end of the day, none of those things mattered, it didn't result in a goal, either because he didn't finish or because he couldn't make the final pass or whatever it was, then it's all for naught. So... Greg Vanny had to have understood that. He had to have seen that. And he had to obviously made that decision. We, if we're going to move forward, it has to be without Kevin. And for what it's worth, it's um, obviously I'm very happy that it happened. Um, but I wish Kevin Cabral the best. I mean, I genuinely hope that a change of scenery uh, where you're going to a team that has very little expectation. Um, you don't have the same expectation that you have here in LA. Um, you know, I think right now, I read that Kevin Cabral officially is their only DP on the roster, right? As of right now, which is incredible. You know, pressure's off. Hey, dude, you can suck. It's kind of in line with what we do here in Colorado, right? Well, but, um, but, but, don't, but don't discount that Rob, I think Robin Frazier is a good coach. And I think that he's he's not going to, he doesn't have the money to, or the budget that other teams are going to have. And I think you're going to have to take a bunch of reclamation projects. But at the same time, you're also playing in Colorado where the air is a little thinner. So maybe Kevin Cabral's kick on the ball maybe goes a little bit further, goes yeah. a little bit harder. A little harder. You know, the yeah. bundle effect, the bundle <laughs> effect. Right, right. Uh, I always say um, anytime, anytime uh, Bondo kicked the ball, it's because you know he was kicking it. He kicked it to the moon, but maybe in Guatemala, you know, closer to the equator, the gravity's different. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. same thing with Kevin Cabral. Yeah, I mean, it, as I said, I mean, uh, maybe a change of scenery is just what what he needs. Um, maybe under you know a new coaching staff, a new coach that probably doesn't expect as much as say you know. Greg Vanny did. Um, maybe that helps him. Maybe he's in a different role. Maybe he's in a different, you know, just a, a change of, of, of environment. Everything, um, you know, may help him. Um, I wish him the best. I honestly, you know, if he starts balling out, it's a, it would be a little upsetting. But at the same time, it'd be like, nah, I'll be good, fine. I'll just laugh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would laugh. But at the same time, I would still be like, good for you, dude. Like he found the confidence, you found the groove. I, I'd be happy for him 
Yeah, if that's what I'm saying. Yeah, out, that's the, if he yeah, knocks us out of the playoffs next season. Okay, I would I would not go that far. I would not go that far. I think I think the irony would be it it wouldn't even be funny to me. It would be like this is ironic, but I don't like this. <laughs> you know, like there's no way that Kevin Garraw could eliminate us in the playoffs, right? Like it it just like nah. Um, no, that would piss me off. No, yeah, that would piss like, me off. That would piss yeah, me off. That would yeah. really piss me off. Um, I would like, laugh, they, however, like in the regular scorer, season. Just not with us. Yeah. <laughs> like us, in, the reg- in the regular season, <laughs> when we play Colorado, and let's say we lose to Colorado, and Kevin Cabral wins it 1-0, and it's a nice goal, that would make me laugh. You know, no, unless of course that eliminates us from the playoffs or anything, right? Yeah, it'll depend where we are. (laughs) Yeah, that might make me laugh. That might be like, of course he did. You know, like, all right, all right, we got to give him that victory. We got to, we got to give that to him. So let me ask you guys this. Let me ask you guys this. We play Colorado at home. Kevin Cabral gets subbed on. You know, let's let's assume he's not starting. He gets subbed on. Do the Galaxy fans cheer or do they boo? Oh well, dang. That's a good question. Just, I'll clap, but I don't know what. Yeah, you, you know what? I wouldn't. Do. I wouldn't do either. To be honest, if I, if I'm being honest, I don't see myself kind of like cheering him on, but I don't boo him either. I think it would just kind of be like, oh, Kevin Cabral is on, and maybe a smile might come on my face where it's like, because in the back of my head, I'm like, well. <laughs> Colorado's playing with 10 men. <laughs> so, you know, maybe we can get a victory here, depending on, again, how the game is going. Um, as far as what the fan base, honestly, I think they get a clap. I, I think they clap. Uh, I'm going to give the fan base a, the benefit of the doubt there because I, I don't think there's any more reason to kind of hate him. Like, he didn't necessarily do anything anything aside from not perform that would have gotten under the like think, the fans skins right yeah, like he did it i think he fans wasn't didn't like him because they knew we knew that he wasn't gonna affect the game positively right right and but so but, but he didn't necessarily you know he wasn't like this he didn't talk trash he wasn't like this big talker and then couldn't back it up he didn't like he wasn't like an unlikable person he was just like dude like you're not good and you're hurting the team. So I don't so as far as when he got on the field with us, I understand the booze. I totally get that. Um but I don't see the fan base booing him when if he is comes on as a sub um against us. I think if anything, I think that the, the fans cheer him. I, I don't but I, I certainly don't see him getting booed. I, I think if anything, you might hear a couple chuckles. Honestly, I, I think you might hear a couple of chuckles, oh, a couple yeah, that's like gonna happen. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. know if I've ever heard I, I don't know if I've ever heard a stadium collectively chuckle. Well, like you might in hear a, it in, in a in a uh, sporting context at least. You well <laughs> you like I would I would be curious. To I feel like I have, like. but I don't I can't I can't in, in, yeah, in dance, other contexts, but... yes, but never I don't think ever in a sporting context. Okay. I don't know if I've ever heard of a, a stadium like chuckle. I mean, I don't know. I, I think there's been like moments when like something kind of like funny happens. There's and, gonna like, be a chant. They're gonna make up a chant. Something. I gonna know. Happen. I don't think. Th- I don't think that far either. Because at that point, it's like there's no Not reason. Not making to- fun of him, but like just something, just something kind of like fun, but funny. No, I don't think that either. I, I don't think they would waste their time on it. To be honest, I don't think anyone would waste their time on it. I think it just kind of be. Yeah, I think you're right. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I just think it's it's just a quick like, oh, Kevin, you know, like you know, remember that guy? And again, I think you'll hear that, like you know, the smile, the chuckle. Yeah, but that and- could be it right there, like, oh, Kevin, you know, something like that. That's it. <laughs> no, and that would be fucking funny, and that'd be fucking funny. And everybody would be laughing. Oh, Kevin, <laughs> two Kevin, two Kevins in a fountain, one more. <laughs> So that's the new one episode. <laughs> um, two Kevins in a fountain. Um, yeah. So the galaxy. So what I wanted to do um, after the season was over, and we never did this episode. Um, I think at that point, when once the season was over, we're, we we decided, okay, let's take a break and come back. And one, you know, after the way we got eliminated. Uh, from the playoffs, obviously emotions were still running high and we were kind of just more in like, you know, upset and rant mode. And we said, okay, let's just take some time and, you know, gather our thoughts and be a little bit more rational about it. But at that point, it's like, who gives a shit? World Cup is coming up. (laughs) So we never got around to actually doing the episode, but I wanted to do an episode of, you know, the to-do list for the Galaxy in this offseason. And obviously the top of the list is Chris Klein. Right, you got to get rid of him. Um, that was inadvertently, hopefully, because we obviously haven't heard a damn thing. Yeah, they from, haven't gotten rid of him yet. Yeah, he's officially still there. He is, you know, and I and I think we talked about this. I think at that point, there's no point in firing a guy who is out of contract in two weeks. Um, and you know, they probably like everything else, right? Galaxy North Korea. We're just going to go ahead and pretend nothing happened. And there's nothing to see here, folks. Look, there's a world cup going on. Look that direction, you know, look what Morocco's doing. Um, and so they don't pay any mind to it. And then they probably won't even announce it. They probably won't even say a thank you, you know, uh, thank you, Chris. They probably, you know, well, they probably will, you know, they can't read rooms. Um, but I, I, I kind of have to suspect that, you know, probably won't come back, but you know, who knows with this organization. But that was obviously at the top of the list. What the hell are you going to do with Chris Klein? You renew his contract? Do you, you know, go elsewhere? And of course, once you made that decision, hopefully it was, okay, we're not renewing Chris Klein's contract. The next big thing was, well, who do you appoint as president? And, um, you know, then of course it's like, well, do you appoint Karofsky? <laughs> you know, um, or do you go elsewhere? You know, is it an alumni, which probably shouldn't happen? Maybe you should just go out and, you know, find someone competent. Um, that was your next big thing. And then once you got that and you start at the top where everything will trickle down, then the next big thing is, okay, we need to do something on Kevin Cabral. So you have taken care of those things. Um Though it is on an interim basis, I'm assuming Gravani kind of takes the role of sporting director, which um, we don't have officially a – we never had officially a title, uh, like a person with that title, right? It was just Chris Klein is president. We have no idea who general manager who the general manager is. We have no idea what Joe Mankarovsky does, but Gravani's in, and he will be director of – you know, sporting director or president of sporting directing. Like you literally just made up something the way you made up a title with uh, Peter Vianis back in 2018, right? That's that's kind of what happened. That's what's happening. No, I Hello? forgot. I, I I really wanted to forget Peter Vianis. Why? He's uh, he's on the broadcast, dude. I I, I know. 
I know. <laughs> it's gonna. I mean, it's gonna happen with Clyde too at some point. You know. <clears throat> yeah. Um. I, but yeah. I, but I, thanks for bringing up uh, old memories. Well, I mean, you know, I, I would <clears throat> say it, it's good to you know understand the past so you don't repeat the same mistakes in the future. But you know, this fucking organization. Um. So again, you kind of taken care of some of that, and now obviously with the news of the uh, you know the the cheating uh, of you know with, with Babon and stuff, and the, and the um, the penalties of the galaxy will have to pay. Uh, they kind of fixed the gam problem with the Kevin Cabral deal, so you kind of killed two birds with one stone there. Uh, but whatever it is, well, you, the you, galaxy you still can use it. You just have it. You you set it back to zero but right, that's a but, million dollars in gam that you could have used right exactly that you can't use it now so but, it's still I, I still think it's a problem it's just it's it's back to it could zero. have been well it could have been better it could have been significantly better you know like i always say like you know it's kind of like oh you know you still won you know if like say from like like uh the only example i can think of the top of my head like if you're like gambling and you decide to, okay, well, I've been betting this amount. I'm going to go ahead and lower it. And you start winning. Sure. You won that amount, but, and it's good, but you also lost out all the stuff that, you know, when you weren't, but when you were when you were betting as big, yeah, you've lost out on that amount. So it's kind of the same thing. You're, you're getting a positive, but yes, it could have been a lot better. Um, and whatever it is that they're going to do, they're going to have to do it quickly, obviously, because you, you're not going to be able to sign any sort of foreign player in the uh, in the summer transfer window in 2023. So whatever it is that you're going to do, it's got to be done in January. And, um, you know, the season is actually right around the corner. Uh, it doesn't really seem like it because there's a World Cup going on right now. And by the time it's over, you're like, hey, season starts in two months. <laughs> you know, transfer window opens in two weeks. Uh so it's going to be a really, uh, I'm assuming, you know, kind of a frantic uh, offseason for the Galaxy. Whatever it is that Greg Vanny is planning or on doing or what he needs to do, it needs to be done very, very fast. And um, obviously, I have to imagine that whatever player you're talking to, it's happening as we speak. Um and so, you know, I'm assuming and I hope that Greg Vanny has a plan. He's, you know, he was the, you know, Greg the Builder back in Toronto. So um, kind of expecting him to do the same thing here. So there's got to be some sort of competence, you know, some sort of plan that Greg Vanny has. Um, say what you will about, you know, some of the players that were brought in. They're still there. The, the foundation is still there. The spine is still there. The core is still there. You haven't rebuilt uh, since his first year, which is a good thing because before he came in, literally every year was a rebuilding year. There was absolutely no consistency. There is now, which again, a good thing. You're in the third year of, of his tenure. He has set the bar already. He has said that we're aiming for MLS Cup. We are aiming for supporter shield. So he has very high expectations for the team and himself. And now he is uh, you know, very much handicapped, but he is in charge of everything that happens this season. He is only answering directly to, to, to Beckerman. So uh, whatever happens in this transfer window is all on him. So um, we obviously have to assume that 
um, Gossetus is not returning. I think there was someone had kind of alluded to that earlier. So, uh, you know, what do you do with uh, Julian? What do you do with uh, Araujo? What do you um, what do you do with Julian Araujo? What do you do with Efra Alvarez? Um, what are your plans with Jovalich? I can't imagine he's going to be happy sitting on the bench uh, another year. Um, you got to fill in that DP role. You got to get the winger. Um, you know, there. Uh, you got to get. You know, rumors that Aaron Long might be coming in. Uh, those rumors have resurfaced. Um, we did get rid of Derek Williams. Uh, I think that's where I think I got the Caceres rumor that he might be retiring after the World Cup. Um, so, yeah, he's going to have a lot to do in a very short period of time. So it's going to be interesting what happens in the next uh, month or so because yeah, the, the, the opener is like a little over two months away. So, um, good start though. But the window doesn't, the, the window doesn't close to the end of May. So I think that there's still good time. Like, even if we don't get somebody at the very beginning of the season, we have, you know, until mid May to, to bring somebody in internationally. So it's, you know, if we don't have it by the end of the, the, uh, um, the thing, then you know we 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 still have time. I think that in what, a sense, I mean, this, this is this is just my opinion. Obviously, it's uh, I I wouldn't know this would be the optimal strategy or not. But you always felt that during the summer transfer window, that's where you get your reinforcements, right? You get that that X factor. This that's where yeah, that's when yeah. we picked up. That's when we picked up Ricky Pooj, right? Yeah, um, and that that's where we're gonna like, get Aaron Long. That's what. <laughs> Um, so there's always that that strategy of if, if I need that X factor, if I need that extra push uh, that for the playoffs, for for you know the cup run, the summer transfer window is when you kind of make that splash. Since that is kind of off the table for the Galaxy, I have to assume that Greg Vanny would probably want his whatever it is that he's going to do if it's within his power to do it in that time frame. You'd want the whole team, like whatever's going to be your 2023 team, you want it there before the season starts rather than, well, if I can't get one in the summer to give them that push because getting it in April is still kind of early in the season, but still late enough to where like, okay, we're going to have to integrate you in the team. I say you're probably, your, your best strategy is probably getting everyone that you need in January, start off the camp with everybody there, and then just hit the ground running. But again, that's just me. Um, yeah, that that happened last time. We got Diego Costa. I mean, Douglas <laughs> Costa, Douglas Costa. So uh, yeah. Well, again, I'm I'm not sure what's going on, what happened there, but I have to assume that was. And again, it, it's we've said this many times. It's an assumption. We're going by history. Uh, Douglas Costa doesn't necessarily look like a Vanny pick. It was more of a Chris Klein, just you know. I'm gonna do you dirty type of <laughs> type of pick the way I did Bruce Arena and Ziggy and you know everyone else. So um, it'll be interesting to see if he actually does anything about Douglas Costa. I don't think obviously transferring him is going to be an option. I'm wondering at this point, since you got rid of Kevin Cabral, I'm wondering if you just go all out and say, you know what, I'm just gonna go ahead and buy this guy out, and I'll have two DP spots going in uh, going in January right after the World Cup. 
I don't think that's going to happen. I think Douglas Costa is going to remain. But it, like I said, he answers to no one but Beckerman. If he's saying this is what we're going to do, this is what I need for the title this year, Beckerman might want to listen. So we'll see. I, I, like I said, I, I think it's <clears> – <throat> I don't think it's necessarily desperation, but I do think it's like, hey, my predecessor kind of left me with this mess. So this is what I deal with. This is the cards I'm being dealt um, in this particular – you know, this hand – this particular round, this is my option. Um, if he sees something, you know, wants to play it differently, then obviously he's going to know, presumably, better than better than me. But, you know, if it were me, I'd probably want my full team in January ready to go. Um, but again, not a desperation signing, but, you know, this is it's, what I'm kind it, of restricted it's gonna to. Be, it's going to be a really interesting season because we have – um, Leagues Cup, and it's a tournament that's in the middle of the season. I think that's going to make the, the first part of the season really almost, you know, not really relevant. To, you know, it's going to be the second half of the season where everybody's really going to turn it on. And we're going to see. When does League Cup begin? Is it in July? Summer sometime. Yeah, it's in June or July, right? Yeah. And I think it's. Yeah. And, and again, <coughs> excuse me, it'll be really interesting. To see how both teams, both MLS and the Mexican teams, play this tournament. Because obviously, I, I'm well aware that this is a money grab. But it's going to be interesting to see if they take it seriously. Is it going to be a U.S. Open Cup thing where it's like the small teams will go out, I'm going to go ahead and win this because this is my only chance of getting into a Champions League spot. Uh, because they are offering three Champions League spots uh, from that tournament alone. So is it a U.S. Open Cup thing where like the big teams are kind of like, yeah, I don't really care for this. I'm going to just rotate and I'm going to put my, you know, my, my my kids in there and maybe throw in a little mix in there uh, of veterans. And the further along we get, oh, OK, maybe we start thinking about winning it because, uh, you know, again, a Champions League title is on the, uh, a Champions League spot is on the line, but I'm not going to do it until I get to the, you know, the semis or the quarters of said tournament where all the small teams decide, yeah, I'm going to try to win this. Um, Cause it's a one, it's, it's one and done practically. You're in a group, but you're playing two games before you're into the, uh, into the knockout rounds. By the way, get used to that. That's the world cup format in 2026. That's going to suck. And, you know, or are the teams are going to say, Hey, I'm going up against, you know, Mexican teams. I'm going up. I'm going up against Liga MX. We're going to make a good showing. And if Liga MX says, "Yeah, I'm not losing to an MLS team," do they go at it? Do they actually say, "I'm doing this for pride. We're going to win this. Uh, we're going to take out as many teams from the other uh, as possible and try to win and try to get a, um, a Champions League spot." So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, obviously, I know this is a money grab, but if everyone is all in on it and everyone decides. Yeah, we're gonna put in our full A squad to win this. Then, that's what's missing for me in the U.S. Open Cup. I've always said that. I said if everyone took it seriously, I'd be all in on it. I'm not into this tournament, but if all the teams are in on it, then I'm all in. Go ahead and you know get your trophy. Um, so it's gonna be interesting to see well, what the teams do um, in regards to that, and then of course balancing the rest of. Uh, Rest of the season, especially MLS, since it's right smack in the middle of theirs. So, um, yeah. But 
to your point, I'm not really sure if that kind of negates the first half of the season. I think if anything, you probably put points in the bank going into that tournament. Like in case we start getting tired, in case we start dropping games, we have points in the bank to where, okay, we can afford a couple games to, you know, to lose, not lose, but, you know, if we have a bad game or we have to rotate or, you know, we have to gamble on a certain game where like I have to, you know, not play certain players or whatever. Um, we've accumulated points to where it won't hurt us. So, you know, as I said, I think a, a point in three points in March are just as important as three points in October. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Either way, all this will be done without Kevin Cabral. So, already advantage Galaxy. Do you have anything else? Not for me. Dave? Dave? Uh, no, I don't think so. Other than uh, some of the news that uh, came out today about the the broadcast, so Univision will not be broadcasting any MLS games this this uh, this year, at least. Um, I don't know if that's going to be the case going forward, or they have to make a new deal. Um, I'm wondering where people are going to get the Spanish language MLS games uh, because I do think that there is a lot of eyes that normally wouldn't be on MLS. Um, when they're getting on on Univision or Unimas or Tiudien, uh, but um, you know, I'm hoping that there's something that comes out of this. I know they will be getting Leagues Cup, um, but uh, no MLS is kind of a <clears throat> that's a big gap in the uh, in the market there. Yeah, hopefully, like Telemundo picks it up because uh, ESPN is not um, is well, not going to be broadcasting the, any games, but Fox will. The question is: the question is, is it available? Um, I don't think Apple's offering Spanish language commentary for MLS games, so it's it would be interesting to do see. Do we know that? Do topics. we know that officially? Because it's uh, for someone- you, yeah, you, you're 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 right. They may be offering uh, Spanish commentary, but that's not traditionally where you would go for watching a game in Spanish. You would want to go, uh, you know. <clears throat> um, to to one of those uh, outlets. Right, exactly. So I think that is actually might be bad business because there is obviously a market there <laughs> in the in the Hispanic community uh, for you know a big one for MLS. So to kind of say that there would be no Spanish um, option there, whether it is Univision or Telemundo, I think I think that's not a smart move to be to be honest. But we'll see how it plays out. Um, like I said, ESPN is will not be broadcasting the games, which is which is kind of good. Obviously, it looked like they didn't really care about MLS when they did have the rights to it. So um, I don't think there's anything lost there. Um, Fox will have MLS games. I think their marketing was slightly better, but I'm not a big fan of you know Fox's broadcast. Um, so. Um, I'm hoping to see if it's not going to be so. I'm hoping that at least Telemundo uh, picks it up for uh, you know some of the nationally televised games. So, we'll wait and see. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. This is episode two two eighty two with David Lewis saying goodbye. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye.
Thank you for listening to LA Is Our House. Make sure you check out our website, laisourhouse.com, where you can find all our social sites. Also, listen in to Balls In Beers, our weekly MLS prediction show, where you can find on iTunes and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button. 